Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. Welcome once again to the Insurgents Podcast. We are so glad you are here with us. I have Brian Russell with me once again, and we're going to go to the next, the next mention of the kingdom of God in the Gospels, and that will bring us to Mark 11. Now, let me just say this. I want to reiterate it to those of you who have been listening, and I want to say it to everyone who is new to the podcast. You want to go back and listen to all the other episodes because they all build on each other, and they form the foundation for the current episodes. For example, if you want to understand what we mean by the kingdom of God or the gospel of the kingdom, we don't continue to explain that We assume you already know how we're using those terms. If you go back to the previous episode, you'll have a grasp of that. So anytime we mention various terms and words, we have the assumption that you already have the background. And also there's a lot in the book Insurgents that we're building upon. So if you don't have a copy of that, you might want to get it. It's on audio as well as digital and print. Let's dig in here and we're going to look at the next reference of the kingdom In Mark 11, we'll start with verse 4. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing, loosening the colt? In one of the parallel passages, we know it's a donkey. And one of them mentions a donkey and a colt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes on it. He sat on it, and many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees. We know from the book of John they're palm branches. And spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David. So there's the reference to kingdom. Of course, it's talking about the kingdom of David, but that is a allusion to the kingdom of God. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David, verse 10, that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and looked into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. So here is the triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. There's lots of meaning here. And we want to zero in on the kingdom of our father, David. Yeah, this is one of those powerful scenes where Jesus is essentially um, signifying, he's actually reenacting something in this case. So he's making a, uh, an actual kind of ritual act that, you know, at some level you see somebody riding, right, who's riding a donkey down the street. It's like, well, geez, what, what does that mean? But this means something highly significant. So this was a loaded political situation because this is getting close to the end of Jesus's life now. It's Passover time, which our readers may know that's, that's the a time when, uh, when, when uh, in God's Old Testament people, they, that, that's how they celebrated the Exodus. It was the Passover led to the Exodus from Egypt. And so they're remembering their liberation mm-hmm. um, from oppression in Egypt by God. And in context, Jesus's day, Israel's being oppressed 
the Romans control, controlled Jerusalem. And so Passover was always kind of a politically charged time mm-hmm. uh, because the very message of the Exodus was, uh, real, the, the literal application at that point would have been the overthrow of the Romans. So it's always politically charged. And so Jesus does something pretty audacious here because up until this point, we've talked over and over, you know, Jesus does the kingdom is paradoxical. The first will be last. The last will be first. Well, here's Jesus. And Jesus sort of literally enacts Old Testament imagery during the Passover to announce something powerful. And so the book of Zechariah, that's not a, it's not one of the most popular of the Old Testament books, but it's one of the minor prophets. Uh, in Zechariah 9, 9, you have uh, this text it's a prophecy about the coming ruler of God's people, about the Messiah. And 9.9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you. Yes. Triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. Right? And you know, so there's, so at some level, Jesus is reenacting this passage. And because to be mounted, because most people walked in those days, so in this time, Jesus actually takes on a position of, of uh, uh, on a posture of royalty and of high status. Mm. He's dignified. He's riding on a donkey, you know, and then the people are throwing down the, the, the branches and stuff. And, and so they're interpreting Jesus as the Messiah, announcing his Messiahship here in this text. And so you have Jesus stoking the hopes during the Passover that the Messiah has shown up to relaunch mm. David's kingdom, which again, that's a prefiguration in the Old Testament of the kingdom of God, and that King Jesus is literally riding in. And so this would have gotten people just anticipating that, wow, the kingdom of God is going to show up on all its power. And so then you have the, you know, the people here, Hosanna blesses the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That's from... Um, uh, that's from the Psalms, right? And then mm-hmm. blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor, David, Hosanna in the highest heaven. And so it's seeing Jesus as this long-awaited um, ancestor of David, son of David, coming to relaunch David's kingdom. He's got it. He's on the colt. And uh, this is just a powerful scene that's just the start of um, really, it's ironic. It's almost like if this is a movie, this is that high point before the big challenge that That's leads right. to the climax of the show here. And this, so Jesus is entering into what, uh, you know, in the Christian year we call Holy Week. Now it's uh, kind of that week that goes from Palm Sunday till Passover cross. Mm-hmm. And then just a week later, it's a Resurrection Sunday and uh, Jesus is raised. So this is just kind of that starting point here. We get this picture of kingdom language associated with the kingdom with um with the expectations of the Old Testament, and Jesus lives that out. So that's a, a little background there. You have a passage in Second Kings 9.13 where it says, They quickly took their cloaks and spread them under him on the bare steps. Then they blew the trumpet and shouted, Jehu is king. So here you see cloaks being taken off, yeah. thrown into the road, spread underneath the coming king. So what you see here is a royal entrance. In Mark 8, the disciples recognize that Jesus is the true, authentic king of the Jews. When you look at the context, he's moving from Jericho to Jerusalem. And it's interesting, when you look at the, the land, 
Jericho is very low. It's a low point, something like 800 miles below sea level, I think. And then if you look at Jerusalem, it's very high. So they're ascending. Yeah. So you have imagery there, which again speaks of royalty and going up to the place where God is. You know, Jesus again is radically redefining what the kingdom of God is. Now we live in a time <laughs> where I'm just thinking about months ago, the way this year started, professing Christian people, and I don't know if some of them were genuine Christians or not, but they were basically taking over the capital of the U.S. in a violent way. Yeah. And some of them were armed. And then in the weeks ensuing, you had many Christian people, I saw it in my social media feeds, crying out for President Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act, to unleash the military. And basically, what we see here is a total redefinition of what the taking of a kingdom is. It's not through violent means. God doesn't send in the military or the National Guard to bring the kingdom. He doesn't send the tanks and the hand grenades and the machine guns to bring the kingdom. He sends his king riding on a donkey. <laughs> he exhibits the kingdom through the peacemakers and the poor in spirit, which are the little children, so to speak, metaphorically. And he sends in the mercy givers. He sends in the people who are lowly, insignificant, humble. This is what the kingdom of God is. And this is what the new kingdom of David is. Not the old kingdom of David, because David was a man of war but the new kingdom, which the kingdom of David foreshadowed. It's power through powerlessness. I think it's really a powerful image, Jesus riding on this lowly animal, entering into the city. The people are throwing down the palm branches, throwing down their cloaks, you know, basically giving up. They're dispossessing themselves of possessions, as it were, and sacrificing for the entrance of, of the real king, the true king. And we live in a time, Brian, where so many Christians are wedded to this idea of putting down other kingdoms, bringing forth the kingdom that they align themselves with by violence, military power, physical domination. And, and this is so contrary to the way of Jesus. And even in the garden, when the Lord rebuked Peter and said, you know, those who take up the sword will die by the sword. It's just totally contradictory to the way that many modern Christians think in terms of what the kingdom of God really is and what it looks like. Agreed. Uh, and, you know, the irony here is, uh, you know, you have that um, in Psalm Quote, the quotation from Psalm 118 is, um, you know, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That's um, Psalm 118, uh, verse 26, if anybody wants to check out the psalm. But Psalm 118 is, um, it's, it's about a miraculous deliverance of a king. You also have a, a verse in Psalm 118. It's not in, in our Markin text, but it's a, a verse that the New Testament quotes multiple times. It's this, the, um, the stone that the builders rejected uh, became the cornerstone or became the capstone, mm. you know, and that's that's talking about Jesus and you know just everything you said is is, is so powerful. It's like, uh, you know, we are in a war in a sense. That's what the, even the insurgents, that whole language that you use, an insurgency kind of assumes that. But mm. <laughs> our only weapons are faith, hope, and love. Uh, and uh, and uh, and and I always remember that. And then 
you know, what's the end game here? Here's Jesus coming in, and uh, you know, there are, there are people that have weapons that are powerful. They're called the Romans, <laughs> and they yeah. use them on Jesus. And Jesus defeats human power mm. um, by surrendering to it and being crucified. And then mm. the ultimate power, the power of the kingdom, he's resurrected to show that um, humanity at its ultimate power, its wealth, everything, no match for God's power. And we just have to remember that. And that's that's the challenging thing for us as, as Christians, especially Christians in the United States. Um, a lot, for a long time, it's you know it's kind of easy. We have the, the world's largest military protecting us and that we kind of forget that, you know what? No, it's uh, we have uh, we we act in God's power, and our protection is the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. In uh, this text, Jesus here's Jesus. Um, take it another way. He's coming in looking all kind of regal here, but how audacious! He has no weapons. He has no army. He has no arm, um, uh, armed guard with him. He's just coming in clean, and uh, you know, in just a couple chapters, um, mm. he's going to get arrested, going to reject it, he's going to be crucified. But that's not the end of the story. It's um, it's it's uh, he becomes uh, he demonstrates that he indeed is the king. And in fact, when when he's at his most powerlessness, right when he dies, it's one of my favorite passages in Mark. He's there. He's um. He's just uh, died, and the centurions are there that have seen him die. Chapter 15, verse 39, you know, Jesus gives a loud cry, and he breathes his last. The curtain of the temple's torn in two. And then the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last. And he says, truly, this man was the Son of God. Mm. So the ultimate witness to being the Son of God wasn't um, going first class. It was uh, (laughs) dying on a cross. That's power. That's power, Frank. The long-awaited kingdom of David. It was expected to come at the close of the age, and, and here it is. God's kingdom does not come by the sword. It comes by the cross. And I think this is a major theme in Mark, to bring together the cross with the kingdom. That the way to glory, the way to power, is the way of dying, the way of sacrifice. So counterintuitive, Brian, to what we are taught. Even in Christian circles, where there's constant justifications for violence, the taking of power through human methods, and I think we saw it on display in January of 2021 when you had people, there were banners saying Jesus 2021, Jesus for president, and all these different Christian slogans, and here they are wreaking havoc on the Capitol of the United States. Regardless of what you think about the election, if you think it was fraudulent or not, that has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. And again, it points to the fact that Christian people, both on the progressive left and the conservative right, so many have wedded themselves and given their allegiance to the political system to bring about a better world. Rather than trusting in the lamb who was slain, who is the true king, who is the Lord of the world, and one day will come back with his own power, not the power of human swords and tanks and machine guns, but his own power to set the world right. Amen. That's good. That's good. And, you know, in a sense, maybe a word, a previous episode we had, the rich man who put possessions above the kingdom, perhaps the call in our day is to recognize that we've put politics, partisan politics and ideology Mm. above the kingdom. That's right. Maybe the words of Jesus about wealth, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God than for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. Maybe it's harder for people who are wedded to politics to enter the kingdom of God than for 
an elephant to go through an eye of a needle. Or a donkey. If I'm going to pick our, our two party symbols here. <laughs> it, 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 and let's be clear, we're not, you know, there's nothing, it, it's, it's good for Christians to be involved civically, but it's, it's not at the cost of our ultimate allegiance being subverted and then be, having our, our faith yeah. being kind of tools for um, political powers and ideologies rather than seeing the fact that and this is the reality. You know, we all love the values and freedoms that we have in the United States, but you know what? Christianity thrives no matter what the political system is. Yeah, and, right. and go back to the first century and imagine trying to be a Christian in uh, the oppressive Roman Empire. Um, yeah. And it thrived. It thrived in communist China. Again, do we want to, do I want to live in a communist country? No, thanks. But uh, don't ever think that um, the changing of a political system is actually any threat to what God really wants to do, because it's not. Right. And we have to always right. remember that, because there's always, um, there's, there's the big game. And King Jesus is coming again. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Insurgents Podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others find it. Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the insurgence has begun. Don't miss it.